Hey everyone, welcome back to something special. I don't know if we're actually going to be calling this a podcast or not, but I'm here with someone special. Hey guys. Wow. You missed him, didn't you? That was uh, well, one hell of an introduction. I know how to make an intro, an entrance rather. And I want to say before Jared, because Jared never knows what we're doing, but this is a regular episode of Nintendo Fanboys. It's a special one because we're going to have one topic and maybe a side little topic. Maybe we'll end and talk about Fire Emblem. Jared will have to pick a Blast from the Past by the time we're done. And that'll be it. We're actually not going to... This is, won't be uh, released on schedule. It will actually be released as soon as Jared uh, finishes this. So we're recording on Tuesday right after the direct. So maybe if we're lucky, this will be available tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow night on YouTube. The reason I want to do this is because I want this to be relevant or relevant. Relevant. Rather. Because something big happened today, and we're going to discuss that later. Uh, but first, I just want to say that I'm really glad to be back. I think Ahmed will do the next uh, Fanboys or Canadian Gamers, which will be the post-E3 one, where we'll have the results from the predictions and whatnot. But I am expecting to be regularly back in about a month or two, hopefully, if everything goes uh, right and I, I'm honestly really, really gladly surprised that you managed to not screw this up, and you did not miss one single podcast since I'm since since I left. Which honestly, I'm surprised. I did not expect that. That's because honestly, uh, I I've I wanted to you know, have something going on with the site. I, I was unaware that we were actually going to do a full-fledged uh, fanboy, so okay, I would have done my regular uh, introduction, but that's okay. Um, yeah, like, the the site, the uh, channel's been kind of all over the place right now, and that's because my work schedule has literally been all over the place right now. And so if there was one thing that I really wanted to, you know, to, to stick with, if that makes sense, it was the podcast, because it's, it's like, you know, I, I like to tell people that, we're not dead that basically there's things going on and uh, give people some updates and let them know, you know, just overall what's going on. And when my schedule does get better, I'm, I'm bringing back Saturn day. People have been asking about that. It's, it hasn't disappeared. It's simply that I just have not had a chance. I, I have not been able to do retro Wednesdays and Saturn days. And even with retro Wednesdays, I mean, I haven't missed any yet, but it's come very, very close so yeah, it was just one of these things and a huge massive thanks to Ahmed. Really, uh, really actually, I, to be honest, I've really been enjoying, uh, having him on board and I really hope that, uh, you know, he can stick around. I don't know what his schedule is going to be like, but I don't want to replace one of you with the other. It would actually be great if we could have like the trio on here. I think it could be, you know, even, even a, a deeper conversation. So yeah, um, that's pretty much that. Um, I've been thinking of actually, firing you and just being me and Ahmed from now on. That would be perfect. And I just like on a it. side note, uh, officially, if you've been on two Canadian gamers or more, you're now officially a Canadian citizen, Ahmed. So from now on, you don't need to say international gamers every uh, podcast, Jared. He's officially one of us. Okay, that works. <laughs> it's a bylaw here. You should know that. 
<laughs> I like that. That's great. That's perfect. So, I okay, before we begin anything, I think it's only proper, it's only fair to let people know what the hell has been going on. You've been missing for for a couple of months now, no? Yeah, if and this is something that I find funny because even though I've been on projectsui.com for like 13 years or whatever and I've been on YouTube not as regularly as Jared, of course. Like, I only make maybe two or three full-on videos a year. But I'm on the podcast every time. You will still find people in the comment section saying, Who is Steven? And <laughs> so I think that's amusing, you? but it's, I guess that's how much uh, important I am to this uh, YouTube channel. And <laughs> if you've been following the podcast, like, I know we have a, a few regulars that always comment, like Cranberry and a few other guys or girls and that's that's the reason i do this stuff and those guys are aware you probably know that i had my second child on april 13th and i was prepared for that and i also you were prepared for that and that's why i suggest to you to contact either ahmed or tim timothy magana which he did the podcast or two back in the day way back or even the possibility of you having to solo this for a while, and you did actually had to make one podcast alone, because like I knew that I could not just uh, justify uh, doing podcasts while I let my girlfriend take care of a newborn all by herself. Because I'm basically one, I'm basically gone for work during the day, and then when I come back, I help her uh, doing chores and taking care of the kids and whatnot. So it's hard on her right now. So. That's why I asked her politely if I could do a podcast today for 30 minutes or 45 minutes because the topic is my what I'm most passionate about in, in terms of video games today. And she said yes because she's amazing. So hopefully uh, that will be fun. But like, don't expect this uh, me to be back full-time now. But hopefully in the near future, I'll be able to contribute contribute a bit more to the channel because I'm, I've been really missing doing these podcasts. But really enjoying your uh, you and Ahmed doing them they've been pretty pretty uh, stellar so far it's been a lot of fun honestly it's been really really a lot of fun but it's also nice it is nice to hear your uh, to hear your voice that might sound kind of weird but for those uh, for those that listen to the podcast you know intermittently we text each other all the time uh, Stephen has a, a B word that he likes to call me all the time um and outside that though we don't like talk you know what i mean so it it was it's it's nice i like i i did not expect this Stephen. basically you just told me oh uh you know like uh stop being a baby and uh we'll do this tonight and i'm like yeah tonight i don't know about that but it, it just it worked out so let's get the show on the road i mean normally i would ask like what you're doing what are you playing but i think it goes without saying they've been playing pokemon and taking care of a child yeah, yeah, uh, that's uh, basically what I've been doing. Uh, all I do right now is play with my 3DS uh, when I don't, because basically I have a few bathroom breaks during the day, and that's all I have. And I've always loved my 3DS. I haven't played my Switch in over a month, I believe, by the way. Yeah, well, of course, so, I bought it for you. That's, yeah, yeah, that's no, what that, happens. That's, <laughs> that's great. But I basically, I beat it Pokemon Platinum. Uh, I don't think I've talked about that, but I did. I actually wrote a review that you probably forgot that was on the site. Oh, yeah, I probably. beaten Pokemon Sun again, and I'm still playing Sun and Moon, and I'm playing Fire Emblem right now. So that's basically what's 
what I'm doing, and I know what you're doing. You've talked about it. So I don't know if you want to talk a bit more, and then we move on because, like no, I said, no, move on, today, man, move on. The only thing we're going to talk about is the Derek and maybe some Fire Emblem news uh, update, rather, and a blast from the past. So, do you want? Did you watch the Derek or the trailers, or did you not? Okay, well, on the way home, I was getting ready to do that until you sent me the um, the, the request, yeah. there. Yeah, you, you told me to go and check out. Kind of funny. So what I saw was I I didn't check the time, but I I saw the the Pokin Tournament DX there or Pokin DX or whatever it's called. That's that's as far as I made it. I didn't I didn't see anything else. Okay, so uh, what I'll do is I'll quickly just re resume what happened during the Direct for those that might not have uh, watched it. So there was a Pokemon Direct today that lasted around 8 minutes. And what they announced basically was a Pokemon Tournament Deluxe for the Nintendo Switch, which will be released on September 22nd. And I, I think it was about like a 5-6 minute uh, trailer on that. It was very nice. Then they announce Pokemon Ultra Sun and Pokemon Ultra Moon, which will be exclusive to the Nintendo 3DS. And that will be out on November 17th, and which is almost a year after. Sun and Moon was released on November 18, 2016, so it's just a day shy of being a year after. And then they ended by showing up Pokemon Gold and Silver, which will be available on the and the 3DS Virtual Console on the same day Pokemon Tournament arrives on the Switch, which is the 22nd of September. Now, I want to say something before we move on, is that I wished, and I almost did a vlog yesterday, and I wish I did it with my predictions for this, because I was watching YouTube videos and even talking to you, and I was like, everybody is way off on this Pokemon Direct, because everybody was expecting a Switch game and blah, blah, blah. And what I told you was basically bang on. Bang on. Well, if you want to check your phone, what I said to you was that they were going to announce a spin-off game for the Switch. They did that. They I did not, to be clear, did not say it was Pokemon Tournament, so I'm not going to say I was right on the money for everything, but I did say a Switch spin-off game was going to be announced. That's what happened. I also told you Gold and Silver were going to be announced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody, nobody predicted that. Nowhere. But I told you that, and I was right on the money there. And I said that either a main series game was going to be either Eclipse or Stars, which which is what Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon is, let's be honest, or Pokemon Z. So I was expecting that game but i said it was going to be a 3ds exclusive and that's what happened also mm -hmm. so i just want to tell you that uh, i'm pretty proud of those and i regret not doing a vlog yesterday because now like of course i, I have no proof that I, that was my prediction but i'm pretty proud of that yeah you did very very well i was uh I was I was proud of you, but yeah, it would have been. Uh, you need to. Well, okay. Right now, it's understandable with the kid. I mean, it's totally understandable. But you need to have some faith in yourself and and do stuff like that. Like you could have done a video like that sitting on the toilet, for God's sakes. Like I did that one that couple of videos I did, which were hilarious. Nintendo goes bananas, part two, I believe. Yeah. See, there you go. Number one um, fan here. Don't don't forget that. I know. I know. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, uh, you should have done it. It would have been really, really something. So what do you want to do? Do you want to analyze this news? Do you want to, how do you want to do this? 
Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm going to go quickly with the two lesser important uh, announcements, which is Poke- Pokémon Deluxe. Uh, really, really glad to see that. I knew this was coming. There was lots of talk, but I, for some reason, did not uh, see that coming right away. I'm kind of disappointed in myself for that, but it's the Mario Kart 8 treatment. It's the same game, improved visuals, more characters, uh, and all that good stuff. And Pokémon Tournament on Wii U sold 1.3 million copies on a dead system. So on this, I believe it's going to sell well. It's a smart move, really smart to for them to port it right away. It's going to capitalize on a stronger, uh, stronger system. It, it, not, it does. Of course, the Switch doesn't have the install base of the Wii U right now, but the Wii U's install base, basically, even though it was 13 million, it was basically like maybe what how many people were actually playing at the end. So it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't really uh, a good uh, system to s- survive on for now. So that's really smart of them to release Pokémon Deluxe. And 22nd of September is like, what, three months away? Four months? Yep. Or less than four months? So that's... Or less than three, whatever the case may be. That's really awesome. Really... But what I'm really looking for on that day is gold and silver. Like, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to buy both those games on day one, and probably what I'll do is I'll beat silver, and then I'll do a Nuzlocke of gold or the reverse. Can't wait for that, because this will tide me in perfectly until Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon hits on the 17th of November. So that will be give me two months of Pokemon love. Couldn't be happier about that. So... That's about what I want to say with those two games. I don't know if you have anything to add. Yeah, actually, I have all kinds of stuff to add. Uh, so for Pokin, I I was like, okay, you know, that makes sense, right? Like, let's get these uh, Wii U games out of the way now, I think makes a lot of sense, than waiting into next year and the year after and the year after and the year after and stuff like that. The, the sort of, and I don't want to say surprise, but Nintendo has really got quite a bit of these multiplayer games coming out uh, this year. So we have ARMS, we have Pokin. Is it Pokin Tournament? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay, Pokin Tournament DX, um, or Deluxe, uh, and uh, Splatoon. So I was like, oh, okay, like, that's pretty cool. Like, it, it really, all of those games play up to the strengths of the Switch sort of it's being, if you know what I mean. Like you can take it anywhere. You can play locally. You can do online. You can do this. You can do that. You know, so on and so forth. Um, myself, like you know, as the gamer, there, I'm not interested in arms. I'm not interested in um, in Splatoon two. But this one, you know, I'd have to look a little bit more at it. I did not play Pokémon Tournament on the Wii U. So, I don't know. This one I'll, I'll, you know, I'll look at a little bit uh, closer. But I'm, I, I, I'm sort of surprised by the announcement in a different way. Um, and that is that what happens to Smash? Like, do you think Smash is going to come out this year? Or will they wait till the install base is a little bit higher, release it next year, and, and see what happens? Because, like, four multiplayer games... I would be very surprised if they did that this year, but hey, I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I'm different on on a, the general consistency. I don't think Smash will get the deluxe treatment. I could be wrong. I, I just don't see it. Oh yeah, I, really? 
Yeah, I think they'll go straight up to Smash 5. I could be absolutely wrong here, but I don't think it will get the deluxe treatment. Uh, my, what, why I believe that was because there was three Amiibo left to be uh, released, and they announced them out of the blue without any... I thought they would keep them until E3 when they would have announced Smash for Deluxe. They still can. Like I like Ahmed's prediction that they will come with a, a Melee HD version or whatever. But I don't think it will happen, so we'll see. Yeah, okay. Well, to me now, because of, of that announcement... I'm I'm like ooh I don't know now you know like I'm I'm sort of on the fence because I'm like I don't get like if they release Melee this year that would really kind of surprise me now and and if if they push it into next year then I'm with you like if it doesn't happen this year I I don't think there will be a deluxe version of Smash and they would instead just move it to a, a brand new one. It will all depend if they have games planned for the Switch for uh, January, February, March, or for whatever you call it, winter or... Yeah, 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 winter. Know? If they don't have any games planned for... That could be a quick... Uh, something, a filler game. Okay. They, they need something, but... Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll know more at E3. Like, I, I have a feeling they won't do a Smash for Deluxe, but they could. Yeah, and don't let, uh, don't, like, I don't want to forget also about the 30 minute spotlight presentation thing. We should discuss that too. Okay, so gold and silver, no, nothing to yeah. add here. I was a bit well, surprised that no crystal, but maybe that's for farther down the line because they yeah. did release red, blue, yellow all at the same time, but. That else? was, that was my comment too, was uh, about that. Like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. But like, having beaten crystal, I don't know, last year or the year before, whenever it was, um, I really enjoyed that, so I'll pick those up as well because it would be fun to go through them again. All right, so Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and I'm ultra, ultra, <laughs> pun intended, hype for those games. Really cannot wait to play those. Uh, I want to talk a bit more later about those games in particular, but now what I wanted to tackle on is... Twitter and YouTube and the overall negative reaction that's going on right now online. I am, I don't know if it's uh, sensational journalism or what is it, but anyone that knows anything about Pokemon should not be surprised by this. And I don't know how they did not see that coming. The same exact scenario happened in 2012 when they released Pokemon Black 2 and Pokemon White 2 well over a year after the 3DS was already out. And let's, the Switch isn't even a year old. It's three months old right now. So I don't know what people were expecting here. There was a job posting by Game Freak a few months ago for... They did not call it Pokemon, but they said monster designs for one of the world's most popular RPG series. So it doesn't take a smart <laughs> man to realize that they were talking about Pokemon. The thing is, the, that posting was a few months ago, and it takes a while for a Pokemon game to be created. And no handheld or console, well, it's been only handheld so far, has ever had its first Pokemon game not be a brand new generation. So I do not know what people were expecting here. So I do not understand all the negative reactions. You have to remember that the Pokemon company is pretty much independent from Nintendo. 
Nintendo is part of the Pokemon company, but it's not a, a majority shareholder. So, the Pokemon company does could not care less about moving Switch systems. Like, it doesn't make any sense for them to release a game on a, a user base of... Let's say the Switch by December will have around 7 or 8 million user base, and that's... It could, it could be more, it could be less. Let's say that. The 3DS right now would probably be at 70 million by December. So for them, it makes a lot more sense to release a new Pokemon game on a system that, like that while the, the system is still alive than to release it on the Switch, which, of course, it will. Nintendo would probably prefer that because it will move a lot more systems that way. But it's still, I, I don't see the problem here. You will get Switch owners a brand new Pokemon game one day. And that will probably be Generation 8. And I don't think it will be 2018. I think it will be 2019, but it could be 2018. Let's see. Because I think that after this next year, what we're going to get is a remake of Generation 4. And I think those will still be on 3DS. I, I could be wrong. They could be on Switch. But like, but like I said, they've never started a new console with a remake or a third version that has always been a new generation so i do not get the outbreak here i do not get why people are mad like i even went on nintendo life and they have a poll there and usually nintendo life the site and the the readers there are nintendo fanboys the worst kind in the sense that whatever nintendo does they are really glad about it and i saw the poll results and 39 percent which was the the biggest uh, result out of all the the uh the categories i think there were six results Be basically you could say how, what 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 the question was uh, what how uh, what are your thoughts on the direct and you could say you were satisfied you were uh, indifferent or you were like not satisfied and there 39 percent of those votes said they were disappointed with the with the direct, which is huge when you consider that this is a huge Nintendo fanboy that usually approves everything Nintendo does or the Pokemon company or whatever the case it may be. And I ask you to uh, check out Tim's reaction because I did not have time, which is Tim Geddes from Kind of Funny, which I believe will be in the same. <laughs> uh, it would, I would be surprised if he was okay with this because he was a huge... Uh, he basically wants the 3DS to die now and Nintendo to move on. I don't know if he's one of those guys that doesn't realize that the Pokemon company and Nintendo is two different ent entities. But that, that's why I wanted you to, for this uh, reaction, why I wanted you to check that out. Maybe you can fill us in if you did. Yeah, I did. Um, and basically, to sum it up, he was disappointed. That's more or less it. He wasn't outraged or whatever, but it goes back to what you were just saying, that he really wants the 3DS to die, and he's like, it's Switch time, it's Switch time, it's Switch time, um, and that's that. I mean, you know, he, he didn't appear, like, completely pissed off or anything, but he just said that it was disappointing, that he was like, you know, he wasn't really into the Pokémon Tournament DX because he had just played that, so he's like, that's not really an incentive to, to like, he's like, I'm not really excited to go back and play that again and he's like i don't want to take my 3ds around 
And he was of the belief that uh, these particular games would be released on both the Switch and the 3DS. And when Pokemon uh, Gold and Silver were announced, he was the same thing. Like, he was like, I don't understand. He's like, why wouldn't this be on Switch and on the 3DS? He's like, it would, it would cost nothing, you know, for those particular games to be ported over. So he basically, he summed it up as disappointed. Yeah, for the gold and silver thing, I'll, I'll give him that. Like, if the virtual console is around on, on, in September, and all po- signs points to no right now. Yeah, it's then, not going to There's happen. no reason to not release gold and silver on the Switch virtual console as well. That I'll give him. Yeah, I think uh, the more and more I think of this um, logically, like this whole scenario is really starting to open my eyes. I don't think there is going to be a virtual console anytime soon. Um, and I think if, if I mean, we could, uh, totally, could be totally wrong, but there are signs here. Uh, for example, the Neo Geo games getting released was a good sign, right? Like, why would a company do that if they knew a virtual console was coming out. And why would Nintendo, as theoretically like the online distributor, why would they allow a company to do that, to release these games independently of the virtual console service? Like, that doesn't seem quite logical, do you know what I mean? And yes, I guess they could be pulled into the virtual console service later on, but I don't buy that because these games have online features, you know, they're, 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 they're cleaned up a bit, okay? Um, and the other thing was the uh, Shaiken Densetsu series uh, that was just released in Japan that contains the, you know, the first three mana games, I think is another indicator that, you know what, maybe we aren't going to be getting the virtual console in the sense that we all think. And that would be a little bit um, disappointing to me because I actually really like the virtual console. And I understand what Nintendo's doing with their, uh, with their online subscription service now. Uh, the $20 a year to get online. You have the app for the phone. But now they confirm that you will get classic games with online features like online gameplay. Uh, or Sorry, online multiplayer. And you will be able to keep those games forever. So, I mean, if... If they're going in that direction, sort of like a Netflix type of thing, instead of the classic virtual console, which I would be just perplexed. Like I wouldn't, I don't really understand why they wouldn't do both, but whatever. Um, the, then, then yeah, I mean, like you would assume that Pokemon would be available. And I, I don't think the Pokemon company would be adverse to that. Why would you? You know what I mean? It's an emulator. Like, just emulate the, the code, bring it from the 3DS over to the uh, the Switch. It's not like the second screen is being used for all these advanced features. So, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think, like, I'm citing more and more and more now that I don't think the virtual console is actually going to happen. So, we'll, we'll find out at E3. But it's it's looking, just, like, looking at it... Not as a fan, not as a hater, not as anything. Just looking at it neutrally, it's, it seems to me now that the signs are clearly there that if the virtual console was even being spoken to, to developers and stuff like that, they would not be going out of their way to make like compilation titles and things like that. It just seems like an oxymoron. What about Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon on 3DS? What do you think of that? So personally, it makes complete sense. Again, not looking at this from the perspective of a fan. You have to put yourself 
in the the company's position. Now, if you are the Pokemon company and Nintendo is not your boss, then why in the hell would you release the game on the Switch? If anything, I would be one of these guys, I would be one of these board members that'd be like, you need to get that on the PS4 ASAP. And I'm not joking. I, I would be one of those guys. I'd be like, PS4, Sony confirmed that they're just under 60 million units sold. Let's get that on the PS4, like, amen, like, right away. But obviously I, not. I, I don't think they'd be allowed to do that. However. No, they won't. No, they can't. They can't. And and I'm sure that's that by having Nintendo be one of those three partners, obviously that would, you know, that would complicate things for sure. But I'm just saying that looking at it again, not from anything's perspective, you want these games to be on platforms that have the highest install base. Why? Because they have the the greatest chance for success. Now, granted, yes. The um, the switch has been uh, really, for lack of a better term, a runaway success. It it really has been. You still can't go to a store and just pick one up, and and that would be great for Nintendo. It would be absolutely phenomenal for Nintendo. But much like Dragon Quest Eleven, uh, you know, like everyone's like, well, why 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 are they doing this? Well, they're doing this to maximize profit by having two radically well actually technically three radically different versions but whatever by having two separate games one for ps4 and one for um the 3ds they're able to really maximize profits and people can say yeah but there's also a switch version well yeah is there where is it you know like it's it's the same sort of logic like i i think you're right man really i truly think you're right that the pokemon company is simply looking and saying well look we have to release on nintendo platforms and and we have one of those platforms is selling better than it has ever sold. See, that's the thing that people like Tim aren't and Tim Geddes I'm talking about aren't understanding. The sales of the the DS last year, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't they the highest it's ever been because of Pokemon Go and all that? Yep. Uh, Pokemon uh, in November was the highest selling month ever of the 3DS. So I mean, guys. And the, don't forget, they just announced the 2DS XL, which is coming out soon. They're, it, Nintendo is not giving up yet on the 3DS, and nor shouldn't they. There's tons of games, and all signs point that they're still selling. So, it, well, it, that's my point. The system is not dead yet, and I, I think the Switch and 3DS can coexist for another year or and a half, maybe, maybe two even. I don't think having a, a a strong and successful 3DS will negatively impact the Switch. Well, I think I think we already have evidence that proves you're right. I mean, if if the the 3DS is selling better than it ever has before and you can't walk into the store and buy a Switch, well then I think that's all the evidence we need. Like, clearly, these units are selling. And if these units are selling, then everything makes sense. Like, honestly, I wasn't surprised at all. I'm not one of these people, like, oh, man, that's, like, worst. And, like, I don't understand people's reaction. I, I, I did what you uh, suggested. Um, even Well, you didn't tell me, but you were mentioning about uh, the reaction. So I went on Twitter to see some of the feedback. And my Lord, man, are you right? People are, like, losing their minds. And I'm I'm sitting there shaking my heads going... Like, this is not the first time. I am not a giant Pokemon, like, fanboy. I don't have my Pokemon PJs like Steven does. 
And like, I am even aware of what happened with Pokemon black and white too. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not understanding this. And I remember, I don't recall what episode of Canadian gamers that is, but we did one when Pokemon black, white, two were announced and i remember it because you you were talking to me and i was hey some major news happened today and you were like what nothing happened today and back then you did not know much about pokemon and i told you this and then we did a podcast about this and it was the same idea but of course then i don't think twitter existed i don't even know if facebook was there yet uh, yeah to 2012 yeah facebook was there but the outrage was pretty much the same just social media was not as strong back then so of course it wasn't uh felt the same way but still like it, it's been done before and everybody everything's gonna be all right like calm down it's you're getting a brand new pokemon game this year which is awesome and the switch will will have its pokemon game eventually just give it time yeah and you know what here how about this guys what if it doesn't Let's be honest, like, what if it doesn't? What if Nintendo releases a follow-up successor to the 3DS line? You know? They have a dedicated portable, dual-screen portable that, that I don't know, does something else. And, uh, and, and that's the one that has, you know, like, who ca- Like, I just don't understand. Who cares? If you're a fan of the series, this is what I'm not understanding. If you're a fan of the series, who the hell cares? You know, like, it's always been released on a portable. And I'm with you. I honestly do think that you will have a new, the next generation of Pokemon, I'm sure, is going to be on Switch. Only because it, it technically is a portable and a console. But it's just, it doesn't have the longevity of Nintendo's handheld systems. Like, you know, you can't play the Switch outside for six hours. Like it's it's gonna die. The battery will die. So anyway, whatever. That's that's a whole other topic. But for me, I don't know what the hell the big deal was. I really don't. As someone that you know just got introduced to Pokemon not too long ago now, I'm excited for this. This is great. It it gives me you know another game to experience, and and I'm happy with that. Yeah, I I'm really really hyped for those, and I just want to quickly talk about the, my theories for the game. Because they, they didn't, the trailer was really, really short, but they did say a few interesting things. The first one that they said was, and that's why I wanted you to watch it, because I'm not sure if I heard it right, but they, I believe they said it was an alternate story. Not a sequel, but an alternate story. Yeah, that's so what I don't they said. know if that means the game will be set in the future, or if it's, it means that it's set in a different universe than Sun and Moon, because they did say the word alternate, so that's really, really interesting and they also mentioned that it will feature new pokemon never seen before in the region and people have been quick to point out that that means that we're going to get brand new pokemon but that doesn't necessarily mean that what they said was we're going to see new pokemon never before seen in the region so for example uh charizard it's it's not catchable in the Alola region, so maybe now it will be that, like, that might be what they meant. Of course, I would prefer new Pokemon. Like, I would, that was my biggest disappointment with Black and White 2, is that there wasn't a single new Pokemon, uh, unless you count the fusion of uh, Reshiram with uh, Kyurem or Kyurem with Zekrom or whatever you want to call them. 
but like it seems this will be the same because we can clearly see uh, Sol Gallia and Lunala being fused with what appears to be what 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 is his name there? Uh, the, I don't I don't think you catch him. It's the black uh, legendary Pokemon that you catch once you catch all the Ultra Beasts. Whatever ca case may be, I don't remember. I think it's Zeno something. Anyway, it <coughs> seems that they're fusing with him. So. I'm not sure if, if we'll actually get new Pokemon. That would be nice. Maybe we'll get a few more Alolan forms of classic Pokemon. Whatever the case may be, I cannot wait to play this. Black and White 2 were amazing, guys. Like, uh, those were fantastic sequels. So I cannot wait to get the, the same thing with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. And I know that we'll get... Basically, we'll probably get new trailers every month and a new like teaser trailers every week or something. With each around the corner, we'll we'll know more about Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon really quickly. So I cannot wait for that. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I haven't watched the whole thing there, so I I don't. It's kind of hard to comment. Um, so you do think it's going to be more in the vein of Black and White Two than say Pokemon Crystal? Uh, yeah, I do because I. What Pokemon Yellow, Pokemon Crystal, Pokemon Emerald did was they basically followed the same storyline, right? It, there wasn't that much difference. You were still uh, the same character being given a Pokemon by the professor, and then you went and basically did all the same gyms with a few minor differences here and there. While Black and White 2, the story was completely different. And the characters, some new characters were introduced and whatnot. I believe that the same will be here, and I wouldn't even be surprised if they ditched the trial system, and this was set in the future where it was now gyms and whatnot, and maybe the battle frontier makes a return and stuff like that. So I can't wait to get more details about this, because I I think uh, this game will be totally different than what we're expecting it to be. Okay, well then, giddy up, um, because I, I I thought it was weird when there was two versions. That's what threw me off, because I was like, well, if it was just like the the deluxe, you know, edition there, like yellow and crystal and emerald and all those, then I was like, well, why would you have two versions? That's never been done before. Yeah, it? it's yeah, it's like black two and white two. Yeah, but those were two sequels, no. Well, Pokemon Black and White and Pokemon Black and White 2 are, it's the same thing like, uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon is basically the same game with a few minor differences, right? You get me? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon will be the same game with a few minor differences, but compared to Sun and Moon will be sequels. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, and, and that, that's it. Like, so, so that's so it's what... it's been done before, like Black and yeah, White Yeah, 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 no, precisely. That's what I mean. Yeah, okay. It, it's, yeah. That's what I got when I saw the, um, well, I didn't see the trailer, but when I saw the news of, of the games, I was like, okay, well, to me, this is like black and white too, in the sense that it's going to follow this, not going to introduce like wildly different mechanics and stuff like that. It's just going to feature, you know, potentially new Pokemon or, or a new story or this or that or whatever. But I was just surprised that they didn't actually call it two then. That's all. Yeah, that my theory of that is Ultra Beasts were a huge part of Pokemon Sun and Moon. At least they were uh, in the post-game. So I think they will play a major role in this game because why would they call it Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon if it wasn't related to the Ultra Beasts? Yeah, that's true. Good, That's a good point. And the last thing I want to mention is I mentioned to you Pokemon Z last time. Yeah. And this 
makes it a lot more interesting because in 2015 there was no main Pokemon game release, only Super Mystery Dungeon. And my question is, what happened with Pokemon Z? Because Generation 6 now will be the only generation where there was never a third version or a direct sequel. It's it's the only generation. And clearly, Pokemon Z was planned. Like there even was in 2015, they debuted a brand new anime called Pokemon XYZ. And Zygarde was in the game, and they ditched all that storyline and kind of semi implemented it into Sun and Moon with the Zygarde cells, but that was clearly meant for a brand new game. Either, my theory was always that it was going to be Pokemon Z, a return to the third version, like a Yellow, Crystal, uh, Platinum, and Emerald, or they could have done a sequel and called it something like Pokemon XZ or and Pokemon YZ, something like that, to, to continue the tradition of having sequels from Generation 5. So I don't know what happened. Something went wrong, and I hope that one day we'll learn the story of this because clearly there was a game planned for 2015 and it didn't happen. So I really want to know one day what happened. Well, it should be interesting to find out, that's for sure, because, yeah, that that was actually going to be one of the comments that I made to you was to say, well, now it's pretty obvious that Pokemon Z is never happening. You know, like that's never, I don't see that ever happening now. And what happened? So I don't know. Maybe one day, maybe one day we'll get lucky and find out what's going on or what happened because it's weird. Why would they just do that all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, really interesting. And because it would be extremely strange for them to release a Generation 6 game a few years after Generation 7. Yeah, no. it has never happened before. The only thing that's closest is once. Uh, Diamond and Pearl was released. I believe the next year we got Hard Gold and Soul Silver, which were the remakes, and then we got Platinum two years after. But still, it was all like Hard Gold and Soul Silver are part of Generation Four, so it was still in the same generation. So I think you're right that we'll never get Pokemon Z, but it was clearly planned to be in 2015, and I don't know why it didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know. That's really, really weird. Now, before we, we, we cut off and go to something else, I want your opinion of this. Uh, if you haven't heard, what do you think of the fact that the Nintendo Spotlight, basically their, their direct is only going to be half an hour long? I have zero problems with it as long as it follows the formula of games, 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 games that Sony did, has been doing for a few years now, which is awesome. If they announce a ton of games, it, I don't care if it's 10 minutes. I, I just want, like, no filler. But if this is, like, a boring conference with a lot of motion controls and stuff we don't care with, like, uh, sets and whatnot and stupid stuff, like, I'll be disappointing. But if it's 30 minutes and it's games, games, games and new stuff, like, I don't care. Okay, because that's that's pretty much exactly what I thought. And I finally found out, eh, by the way, why... Uh, Sony had like, you know, quite a number of very good conferences these last couple of years. And I don't know if you heard about this, but they actually have a pre-E3 show now that is not open to like everybody where they talk about all the figures. That's why the news came out that uh, Sony has just, they're just under 60 million units sold for the PS4. So now that makes sense. They basically 
purposely designed their E3 show to no longer have any of that, uh, the charts and all that kind of crap. Yeah, that's funny because I always used to joke about that, about Sony spending like 30 minutes each conference basically high-fiving each other. Yeah, so I, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. When I when I heard that there's an actually like a separate event now, I was like, well, God, I don't know who did that, but uh, they deserve a raise because that's very smart to get that crap out of the way. All right, so we're almost at 50 minutes yep. long, so I want to want to end this soon. But while I don't know if you have your blast from the past yet, I do. Yeah, yeah, it's it's right. yeah, yeah, because it's it's in line with something I've been talking about forever, and I have a feeling that I probably already discussed this ages and ages ago. Um, so I will keep Fire Emblem for another day. Then you want to do that? You want to keep Fire Emblem for another day? Yeah, sure. Why not? We're already we're already at 50 minutes, so why okay, not keep it. <clears throat> well, the blast from the past that I wanted to talk about. Um, is just, it, it's one of these lovely games that, uh, well, okay. I'm sure I talked about this before though. Did I talk about Dragon Warrior before? <laughs> Never heard of that. Okay, good. Uh, no, but it, it's funny because the idea with Blast from the Past was not about hidden gems necessarily. It was about stuff that was a blast. And and lately, Dragon Quest has been on my brain. I've been playing Dragon Quest Heroes 2, sort of, off and on when I've had a chance. Um, and I've got, you know, all this pre-order stuff coming up for Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm genuinely excited for Dragon Quest Eleven. I don't know if you, I ever sent you the link to the In Those Days We Were Heroes, that trailer, the nostalgia commercial. Did I send that to you? Yeah. Did you like it? I don't recall what it is. Is okay. it the, you, the old you, guy? You suck. No, 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 release. no. No? It's okay. the one where it starts where you see a Famicom. Okay, I didn't watch it then. Oh, you're the worst. Well, it's it's probably, I'm not kidding, I'll send it to you. It's probably one of the top five video game commercials I've ever seen. Like, if you're going to make a sequel to a long-standing franchise that still follows in the same vein, that hasn't, you know, radically evolved, uh, well, that's not really fair to Dragon Quest, but you know what I mean. And the commercial begins with a Famicom. And you just see a hand plunk in Dragon Quest 1. And then as the theme starts playing, it's playing in 8-bit. And you see all the different start screens of all 10 Dragon Quest games. And it's people uh, basically from all walks of life in Japan getting super excited about a new dragon quest coming out so like there's a guy at work and he's like oh man i can't wait and then it, it it'll cut and you see him waiting in line and there's like thousands and thousands of people and you see someone holding a sign for dragon quest 8 and then you'll have someone else and they'll be like in school and they're like oh so that's how you get to this uh particular item referencing um dragon quest 3 and it's just like a nostalgia induced like smorgasbord of awesomeness i will I'll, I'll send you the trailer even if you don't understand a word of japanese it doesn't matter you 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 get it and ahmed uh, texted me this morning and he was like that was absolutely awesome and so I, I wanted to say that Dragon Warrior, when it was released out here, it certainly wasn't for everybody. And, and I know most of my friends that got it alongside subscribing to Nintendo Power, which is how, you know, they were essentially giving away copies of this game because they had so many of them because it didn't, you know, it didn't sell well. I remember how the game had such a, 
a dividing sort of appeal to it. Like some people loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then others were like, what is this garbage? Um, you know, we, we were all raised here with our Contras and stuff like that. Like we were action based. We like to move a, press a button and something happens going all the way back to Pac-Man. And yes, I know these are Japanese games anyways, but it's just that the North American audience seemed to be that type of player. You, you press a button and action happens. And when, like, in other words, you're directly controlling your character. And with Dragon Warrior, the original Dragon Warrior on the NES, it, it was like that, but of course, you know, the battle system, the random encounters, the fact that it was designed so that you have to grind and grind and grind and grind and grind. And the idea behind that being that, you know, like climbing a mountain, it's really not easy to climb the mountain and it's, you're, you're, you're struggling and you're climbing and you're climbing and climbing. But when you reach the top and you overcome that obstacle, you're like, wow. And it gives you that sort of euphoric state. And that was the, actually, believe it or not, that was one of the original concepts behind grinding was that they wanted you to feel as though you had overcome this obstacle by doing this repetitive thing over and over again. And I remember just being so blown away by that game because it was so different from everything else with the old English and all this other cheesy stuff. And it's just funny that, you know, today, seeing that commercial, I'm a, you know, he didn't know that we were going to do this today and I didn't know we were going to do this today, but... You know, with all these things lined up, I was like, if I'm going to pick a blast from the past, that is a blast from the past. It really is. That is a, it's so old today that when you play it, you, you can't help but laugh. Like there's one person in the party, you, you fight one enemy at a time. There's no two enemies, three enemies, (laughs) none of that stuff. It's one enemy at a time, one versus one all the time. And it's just, it's so old, you know, like, as you level up, you automatically gain, like, you know, say, like, seven spells in total or eight spells or whatever it is. And it's just, it's old. It's really, really old. You can finish that whole RPG in just a handful of hours. But yet, the revolution that that game started on on home console can still be felt to this very day. And like I said, I, I'm I'm super stoked for Dragon Quest XI. I just cannot wait, and it just felt like the stars aligned this morning, having Ahmed send me that, and then you saying that you wanted to do this, and I knew that uh, if we were going to do a uh, a Fanboys, which I wasn't 100% sure what you wanted to do with this, but I was like, well, if we're going to do a Fanboys, I know Steven's going to make me do a blast from the past, and this was the obvious choice. Well, that's a good choice, because during the entire time you talked about Dragon Warrior, like I could, I can still hear in my head like the battle music. Like, I, great, great nostalgia choice right there. Very proud of you. Thank you. So, end off this show as well as you started it, because you did a very good job. All right, people. See you next time. Ha, ha, ha.